So we're back on a Making Waves podcast and excited to have our next guest, Jerry. Uh, you know, in the industry right now, they're talking about uh, trying to be agile in uh, agile in getting ships out of the gate with different capabilities and, and, and different uh, uh, skill sets on the ships uh, so that the ships can go off and do various types of activities for the Navy, the Coast Guard or whatever. And one way to do that, quite frankly, is by putting your mission payloads into little containers, plugging them in the ship before the ship goes. It's a really cool concept. It is fascinating. So we're certainly never uh, excited to have our next guest on Making Waves. Renee, why don't you go ahead and uh, introduce yourself? Well, first of all, thank you. And thank you for having me here. Uh, my name is Renny Bergsen and I uh, come from the country far away called Denmark, small kingdom on the other side of the world. Uh, I traveled here because I think it's uh, very interesting to see what's happening in the industry here and also of course of the connections that we have here. Now myself, I'm uh, educated a shipbuilder many years ago on a local shipyard. Uh, like all the other youngsters, you, uh, you had uh, some kind of scooter or something you, 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 uh, you used in the workshop after school and then you got excited and thought mechanics that's what you want to do so i became a shipbuilder and uh, after that i joined a, a world leading company called gratzilla on the engines propellers uh, thrusters stuff like that wow and i was actually there for 23 years oh, wow. uh, developing myself my skills so going from being uh, dirty all the time to go into a suit and tie and go up high in, in the organization and actually ended up uh, very high. So I both did uh, service, I did new sales of products, uh, I became a global sales uh, manager for, for the company and, um, and then somebody called me up and said, it's about time now that uh, you switch jobs or else you'll be considered like an old plant that would be impossible to put into a new pot. <laughs> That's uh, a great saying. Yeah, exactly. So uh, he convinced me very shortly that I should try to go for something new. Right. And over the last many years, I've been uh, handling, uh, for, for that company, I was handling the, the Navy business, the service, but also some of the product sales. company that I joined was um, a company that was fully based on orders coming from the oil and gas industry, okay. which uh, everybody knows has a back end at some point. So they wanted to convert this uh, company into... Uh, to something new that could stand in the future also, the Navy, defense business. Right. So, so that's more or less my background. I also have a degree as a high mechanical engineer. So, Renee, that's, that's, that's quite a background yeah, exactly. <laughs> to get us to where we are. The old plant going into the new pot. Okay. Exactly. I wrote here, that down. Good. <laughs> so here we go. We're going to use that for our future. Okay. So Renee, what are you involved in now? What is the, What company are you with? I'm, called, I'm in a company uh, called SH Defense. It's a part of a bigger group called SH Group. It's located uh, in, in the middle of Denmark, actually. It has old roots. Um, they have been doing equipment for commercial uh, ship owners like Maersk, uh, TK, all the big companies. Um, but they were focused on, on this equipment that, uh, that made uh, products for the oil and gas industry. And, and they wanted me to make a business case where we actually could change that. So I uh, came up with some uh, new concepts and tried to restructure the, the company. It was more than 80% of all orders that came from oil and gas. Wow. And three years from that date is actually around now. We have switched over so now that more than 70% is coming from the defense industry. Wow. So it has been a, a big uh, and a fast conversion 
uh, but a good conversion. Uh, but it, it, it comes with a cost, of course. Right. A lot of traveling like this one. Right. So these are module containers that plug into ships. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, the, the, the history of the company is they, they were founded on building steering gear for ships. So they knew all about ships, but they didn't really know how to get into the defense industry. So I, I hooked them up with the ideas of what they could do similar stuff like winches, because if it's a winch for a commercial ship or for a Navy ship, quite similar. Of course, there is something regarding documentation and, uh, right. and stuff like that and tests. But all in all, it's hydraulics, it's steel, it's electric, automation. And we are a small company. We're about 500 people. Uh, but we do everything in-house uh, besides surface treatment, like painting and galvanizing. That's uh, for somebody else to do. But we have the whole supply chain inside the house so we can control all the processes. And this is uh, something that the Navy is actually fancy because then then they don't have to be afraid that we hire a cheap country like Poland to do the steelworks, uh, another uh, France to do electrics. And when something happens, they cannot control it and we cannot control it. So we are in full control, which is our benefit. And one night, here comes the story, Al, I know you like it. <laughs> one night I couldn't sleep. So I went up to the laptop at uh, eight minutes past three in the morning and thought, how can we actually differentiate us in this business? How can we do something better than just selling a crane cheaper or a, uh, a winch a little lighter. So I thought, what could save the Navy a lot of money, but also time in terms of the operation patterns? So I invented this system called the Cube, which is actually payloads that you can change out from a warship. At this 3 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, 3 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> so this is what, either you get a lot of children when you cannot sleep or you, you invent good ideas. <laughs> So uh, we have four children, that's enough. So now uh, it's with the ideas. So, so I invented this stuff and went to the board and said, uh, I think we should go for this. And they looked at the papers and one of the former owners, he looked at the papers and said, this is a no-go. And then he just went off. Uh, but the, the head of our, um, our group, he said to me, could you get some references from high up in chains from, from the Navy seeing if this is something to work with? So I went to the head of uh, one of the NATO fleets and the, the head of the Danish Navy and asked, what do you think of this idea? And they just were blown away and said, this is, this is it. This is what we have been looking for. So the whole idea is you can actually have a fully loaded warship with all the equipment that you normally weld into the ship, fast interceptor boats with Davids, weapon systems, uh, underwater surveillance, uh, MCM, uh, mine counter measure systems, which normally are welded on and has to stay there for the lifetime of the ship or else it will cost a fortune for the taxpayers. But instead, Everything is containerized, not in a standard container, but with the footprint of an ISO container. So it, it, it has the same space as an ISO container. So you can move it around on commercial transport also. But having a frigate fully equipped with weapon systems, sensors, and within four hours, these systems can be changed out so it can be a first aid ship with hospitals, operation modules, uh, test centers for COVID. Today, there's more than 300 different configurations Modules. Water purifiers, going to a remote, remote area where there's been an earthquake, put a hose into the harbor, hose onto the quayside, and you make fresh water out of the salt water. That's also a module. So, so all these, it's, it's actually only your imagination that decides what goes in. But well, Renee, I mean, this speaks to exactly what the Canadian Navy is trying to do when they talk about agility and deployability. And get the ship off the off the jetty fast. Get it to its mission with the exact payload. 
this is a this is an amazing technology that you invented 3 a.m. in the morning. Tell me about the opportunities you see in Canada right now. Well, I think uh, it comes with many different benefits, but there is one big benefit is that no matter which neighbor you talk to, we want to create workspaces for our local people so they will have a job tomorrow also. So what we come with is actually just the solution of integrating it into the ship. This means the automatic twist locks, the loader mechanism that puts it into the side of the ship because the containers actually slide into the side so you don't have anything. In, in the past, when you told uh, that uh, a warship was containerized, it was a warship with a lot of containers on the flight deck. But then you couldn't operate the flight deck, right, which is a yeah. no-go for yeah, the exactly. captain. So here you put them into mission base and you have an open flight deck for operations like medevac and stuff like that. So we only come with the loader and the uh, the integration system, but all the payloads that goes into it can be Canadian content, or if it's for the UK, British content, 100%. or for the French, it can be French. So we, we actually just comes with the uh, the intermediate stuff, so all the local uh, suppliers can still have their equipment on. So what we do now is we go and take contact to as many local suppliers of equipment for the navies as possible, make an agreement with them, and try to certify them to be a part of the system. So when we go to the Canadian Navy or Canadian Coast Guard, we will say, if you want our system, these are the suppliers that you can have in that system. And if they say, well, we want something else for ASW uh, under uh, uh, submarine warfare, they can just tell us which company do they prefer, right. and we can go and make a deal with them. Yeah. So. Um, do you, uh, do you, you have much sleep at night? You seem like you're so energetic. You're <laughs> It's my small baby. <laughs> I have four babies at home, but this yeah. is also a baby. My wife have, have actually acknowledged this is our fifth baby. So, <laughs> so uh, but it is exciting because yeah. what I think is that we, we make a twist. Of course, some of the colleagues, they call me the uh, grocery shop of death and all this stuff, uh, the war minister and everything. But, but in, in real life, what we also do is we know there will always be gray ships, right. always be ships and weapons. But these ships can actually now be utilized also to do other stuff. 100%. So they can have hospitals. This means we can actually use them for uh, helping people. We can also have environmental equipment in like floating barriers, oil skimmers, when we have a big oil spill. So this means we, we actually, we, we uh, what do you call it, we shuffle the cars totally. Right. Because now you have a great ship, but it will be able to do a million different types of operations. You know, and, and, and Renee, 100%, right, there's so many applications aside from warfare, as you so rightly point out. But another interesting thing that we should touch on is that the Kingdom of Denmark and Canada have another shared interest, and that is the Arctic. Yes, that's correct. Talk, talk to us a little bit about that. Well, I know there's some plans around how we should uh, secure the Arctic together. Uh, both Canada and Denmark, also the US, not to forget. Yeah. But but all in all, also the other countries around us, like Norway and, and Iceland, the Faroe Islands, we want to ensure that we keep it as best as possible. And of course, we don't want to open a big door to our non-allies. So there's uh, some discussions about it would be smart if both the Canadian Navy, Coast Guard, and the Danish would be able to handle the same type of payloads with the same type of systems 100%, yeah. on the same ports right. in the Arctic, which makes extremely good sense uh, in many ways, but definitely also for our taxpayers right. on both sides of the big ocean. So it, it, it's, it's, it's a standard as we see it, 
and not just us, because NATO has also now made a standard around the system. So we have a NATO standard that is in play if, if somebody wants that. Uh, so it's not just my good idea, which I feel good about, it's also all the other countries that have shown interest. Right. And, and, yeah, and then we have 30 nations now that are negotiating the system with us. And it was only kicked off uh, 25th of September last year. You've planted quite a seed there, Rene. Oh, yeah. You know, <laughs> and, you're, and I mean, this whole concept of interoperability, flexibility between nations, working, I mean, it's unbelievable. You're front and center. There must be a lot of people at the show that, would wanna, that are going to want to get to know you and uh, exactly what you're offering. Uh, so, Jerry, any final thoughts? Well, I just think that we don't have enough time to talk to this man. Yeah. Uh, we probably should invite him on our podcast later, but uh, it's just a pleasure to have you here. And I, I, I'm inspired by just listening to you talk, and I, I just want to say thank you for, for joining us. If I can give a small comment before I leave, green energy, that's very high now, right? Yes. So all these modules can also be a container with a fuel cell, or battery, so the uh, the gray ships can actually now start not to pollute. Now I know people think, well, that's not their call if they are polluting or not, but it also makes sense in the way when you want to change submarines. You can be super silent if you don't run your diesel engines, but run on a battery or fuel cell. So technology of the cube is future-proof. Whatever you can containerize on the same footprint of up to four forty-foot containers, we can fit into a ship. That's great. So you t- again, when we talk, we talk about governments, not only the Canadian, but all governments wanting to be agile in terms of how they deploy their ships, but they also want to be agile in how they procure equipment. And it's this type of technology, this offering that will allow them to do it. It will allow new technology to be plugged in to ships and off they go. Green technology is a great example of that. And you'll know, Rene, that the Canadian Coast Guard, as they build their next group of uh, ships into the future, are looking at alternative fueling arrangements. And this is a perfect, what a great way to end this podcast. Rene, uh, there's no doubt about it. You're making waves in this industry. I look forward to seeing where SH Defense positions himself within the Canadian market. And thanks very much for coming on the podcast. Thank you. We're going to have to come visit you in Denmark. Uh, You're more than welcome.